You are now listening to the Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Philly Pod brought to you by TheLibertyLine.com. I am your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that fun stuff at the Philly Pod. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome to the show. We've gotten a lot of new uh, eyes on the show, ears on the show, um, a lot of new reviews. Can't thank you guys enough for uh, for doing that last week. Ran a little uh, shirt giveaway for some James Harden stuff, and you guys showed love to the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for doing that. Um, if you're new, be sure to subscribe. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Stitcher, anywhere else you get your shows, be sure to leave five stars, leave your reviews. Each and every one does help with the show. Joined by always my faithful co-host. You can find him on Twitter at Stephen Conrad Jr. You can find him as the head of the uh, Liberty Line YouTube channel. I got some fire up there as of last night. Be sure to go ahead and click the bell over there on the channel to get all the uh, post notices and keep up with all the videos that he has cooking over there. Steven, how's it going, buddy? Very, very good job on that uh, video. The most fire one I've seen this offseason. What's up, y'all? Definitely check it out. Uh, it's a Jalen Hurts, basically, like offseason hype video. Um, just search like Jalen Hurts Revenge Tour on YouTube. I'm trying to convince the Jalen Hurts naysayers, you know, maybe watching this video will make them think differently, but that's fine. You know, definitely ch- check it out. Um, look, man. Oh, and also, as far as the reviews go, um, I, look, I like to re- read the reviews. I haven't read the new ones yet. Um, I saw whichever one Vic posted on his Instagram story. Uh, guys, leave your reviews on Apple, Spotify, whatever. Um definitely obviously let us know what we can do better um and obviously you know we bo- <laughs> i knew it was coming i knew it was coming. what's that because they were a lot of them only said my name in them so. oh okay yeah yeah I so <laughs> i was waiting find to out who like, the real loyal ones are I'm, because i'm you know I thought, my I thought voice is on 50 like, percent of I'm each literally episode on the so show it, too and they all just so i'm me. guessing i'm doing a damn good job like nothing needs to be said yeah. about me if i'm a doing a bad job a lot of them are like twitter people too who like who are like loyals over there so but a lot of them was like damn man they ain't talk about steven at all yo they hate your ass hey. so, nah, nah they do they like it <laughs> yeah i guess for all the new people that are coming to the show and uh to appease steven's something feelings funny too man because we're more likely to repost it obviously and uh and <laughs> appease steven's feelings and make sure you include him or he's gonna be in his feelings and quit the show and then i'll have to sit here and talk by myself for 45 minutes and nobody wants to sit and uh, do that thank you guys for tuning in to all the episodes um draft season is upon us we've been doing a lot of scouting work and you know the only exciting thing this time of year is obviously scouting college players before we get into all that fun stuff we have offseason moves to get through we have the nfl annual league meeting to get through and some news came out today as far as a former eagle safety former super bowl champion malcolm jenkins has announced his retirement after 13 years in the league i thought it was a bit early when i first heard him i was like damn that's kind of young and then i looked up his age and he's actually like 34 years old so so i guess not and uh you can't really keep up with these young guys coming into the league anymore so he's gonna go out uh now three-time pro bowler two-time super bowl champion left his impact of course in philadelphia in the community and the locker room has been a leader during his six-year tenure here never missed a game as an eagle i was just gonna say that's why he retired at such a young age this man never missed time that's crazy time. he's iron man if he played iron he played, man, he played like 16 seasons worth of games in 13 seasons 
And not um, to because, mention, oh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, and he's also, in, in his six years with the Eagles, he played in every single snap in mm-hmm. five of those seasons. All but one season, he played in every single snap. The one he didn't, you, he played in 92% of the snaps. Do you remember the year Chip Kelly was here, how often the defense was on the field, too? Exactly, yeah. Well, that's the one good thing Chip Kelly did. Chip Kelly did sign Malcolm, right? Remember? That was the whole Jarius oh, Bird. And that whole thing. So hey, Left we got one die. This man got one good thing. snaps a game. <laughs> we got one good thing out of the uh, the Chip Kelly uh, era, and that was bringing Malcolm Jenkins here. And this man was pet. content with not signing good cornerbacks, knowing that they're going to be out there for like two hundred <laughs> snaps a game. Think about that. Yeah, it is. It, it is wild. Most notably known, of course, for his hit on Brandon Cooks, taking him out of Super Bowl. 52 um there is another play that and slapping with me. tom brady in the butt by the way i was that about to say there is another play that sticks with the me. mind games i love that stuff as far as uh as far as uh, malcolm jenkins is concerned what is your top memory from malcolm jenkins that you really remember like when you think of malcolm jenkins obviously we think of the brandon cooks hit in the super bowl is there another memory or game that comes to your mind as far as malcolm jenkins well the super bowl is always going to be number one mm-hmm. um that pick six was memorable too. Yeah, that's my next one. That pick six. But against the honestly, like you know, what's really close with all of those? Mm. The constant Carson Wentz slander. Was he the one slandering Wentz? Was it him? Was he not? Or was he the anonymous? His, I feel like his uh, is he the every, anonymous source that everybody was writing about all that time? I feel like it, and you know, we didn't want to believe it was true, but it turns out he was right this whole time. Dang, yeah, and also think about out it. that uh, when Wentz was like sour, reportedly sour about the whole Nick Foles taking him to the Super Bowl, and Darren Sproles was about to like fight him or some shit or whatever the story is. I don't know what the actual he was about to fight Carson. Apparently, you didn't hear that. That Sproles took issue with the way Carson was acting, and wow. he like approached him and was like, "You better put a smile on your goddamn face. We're about to win a ring. Get it, get that's over yourself, crazy. and we're gonna win this fucking title." Like I, th- I just I don't, don't know why that's. I don't know how confrontational the situation was. I don't, I don't know. Um, but but yeah. So so back to Malcolm. Obviously, his uh, impact in the community was a big deal for Philadelphia as well. He gave out um, meals upon meals to the community and just did so much work the city of philadelphia and he still continues to do i believe he does stuff for schools and for students and that whole bit so you couldn't ask for a better role model couldn't ask for a better professional and couldn't ask for a better player uh in that during that six-year tenure and we have yet to fill his shoes Kayvon hasn't done mm. it we still have marcus epps anthony harris is back for a year rodney mcleod is still a free agent we don't know what's going on with him uh but man he definitely big shoes to fill and we, we have yet to fill him but he was definitely uh uh, one of those guys that were exciting to watch and, and meant a lot to this team in those uh, three years that he was here. So congrats to my, uh, Malcolm Jenkins on a great 13-year career. Might have to career. make a tribute video for him, too, yeah. honestly. Have at it. Have at it. Uh, with the Saints and the Eagles, congrats on a long, successful career, and uh, can't wait to see what his next endeavors are going to be. So other offseason news with the Eagles. The Eagles re-signed one of their players. Defensive end Derek Barnett is back with the team on a two-year deal worth up to $14 million. When you dive into the contract details, it's more so a one-year deal worth $5.5 million. So Mm. no matter how you want to slice it, Derek Barnett is back. 21 and a half sacks in his five years here. 28 penalties in his five years that he was here. Steven, are you excited to see the man himself, the flag himself, the – the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty himself, Derek Barnett, back in the defensive and rotation next season for Jonathan Gannon. No. And first of all, <laughs> it's funny how, like, it's funny how this man is magically just on the free agent market this whole time, and we're the ones to pick it he up. He tested it. it he tested it, and they were like, oh, not for that money. And Derek Barnett, like, 
like I guess they were offering like vet minimum dollars, and he thought he was gonna like give a give a get a, a serviceable payday. You know what my thing is? I think that if he if Derek Barnett was coming from another team and we signed him from someone else, we would view this as an intriguing signing. I think, but the fact that we've been watching him for the last five years make bonehead play after bonehead play, this is why we're sour about it. But that's mm-hmm. just my my take on the situation. Well, if you eliminate those bonehead plays, but there's no indication that that's going to go away, unfortunately, because it's been a problem his whole career. Like you would, you know, you have yourself a pretty productive rotational edge rusher. I don't want this guy to be a starter. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I tell you what, though, after signing Reddick and then re-signing Barnett, it's it kind of makes you wonder. Like I still think with with the Eagles' draft philosophy, as we know, but also like their needs on this team, uh, current needs and long term. I still wouldn't rule out one of those three picks or just I'll just say one of the first round picks because I don't know if they're going to use all three Mm -hmm. still being on a defensive lineman. But I'll tell you this, maybe it's not as likely that it's an edge rusher. Maybe it's an interior guy, because as we know, you know, Fletcher Cox is on a it's it's a one year deal now. And, you know, besides him, you got Javon Hargrave, but we we know the Eagles like to build, you know, at that spot Um, they have. See, you know, Milton Williams is intriguing, but I just don't know if he's ready to take that jump just yet. So, like, you know, we're we're in the meat and potatoes now of like the off season, and this yeah, is where we'll have to, Milton Williams can play edge. He's played edge and uh, interior D line last year, so he'll be he'll be shifting. Brandon Graham, it. by the way, too does that. Yeah, yeah. And Brandon Graham's coming off that Achilles. He's thirty two, going on thirty three. We don't we we have to see how that's how how he even looks next season. Uh, but to your point. Derek Barnett as a rotational piece, not Derek Barnett the starter I can get behind because when you're mm. in the mix with, like you mentioned, Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, Kerrigan's gone, thankfully, um, and, and some of these other guys that are hopefully going to come in here, I can get behind it because albeit he is a penalty machine and he makes bonehead plays and he's kind of getting the rep as a dirty player, he does generate pressure on the quarterback. He has 76 QB hits in his five QB uh, in his five seasons here, and he also had... came late, but... Uh well yeah remember Kerrigan are they not two Wait, sacks how does that in the playoff are game they, are they credited if it's penalized or no uh the play is nullified um the play is negated when the when the penalty happens so yeah mm. but he uh yeah he did have thirty five QB hurries last season though so he's getting there he's just not getting the sacks and uh to compare Hassan Reddick had forty four QB hurries last season except mm. he just has the sacks like he was able to get home and which Derek look wasn't. we all talk about so sacks so and i know sacks that, but that's, mo- that's the most important stat if you can if you can disrupt the qb and make him uncomfortable then hey if Derek barnett is going to if he can settle down and get out of his own head and he can just mm-hmm. apply pressure and let reddick and sweat and these guys get to the qb i'm all about it i'll take oh, it yeah. five and a half million so it's obviously not the uh one of uh, the worst the pass the rushes in the NFL last year. So if yes. you go from second if you to go last from Barnett sacks. being a starter to a rotational guy, you're in really good shape. Second to last in sacks last year. They're going to have to figure out how to generate pressure. And if you're going to bring back Barnett on a team-friendly deal, you kind of have to. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that any way I can get it. For those that uh, want to know the breakdown of what Derek Barnett has done as far as penalties are concerned, he has 28 over the last five seasons, 13 offsides, six unnecessary roughness, five roughing the passer, three neutral zone infraction, and one illegal use of hands. So uh, he's offsides a lot. <laughs> Let's try and stay on the right side of the field next next season as we try to get after the quarterback and uh, disrupt some of these QBs. As far as the defense, while staying on topic, the Eagles finally, after many, many, many years on paper, have brought in a linebacker who can finally 
finally play some football, a traditional three-down linebacker. For those of you that have seen my reel and TikTok on Kaiser White, I kind of broke it down there. If, if you've seen that, this is going to be somewhat of a, of a broken record. But a traditional three-down linebacker that can cover, rush the quarterback, and just be uh, an, all, an all-around defender. He got top 30 grades via PFF last season in rushing the quarterback um, in coverage and overall defense. So the guy can play. The Eagles signed him on one year, $5 million. How do you sign him for less than Derek Barnett? That's is beyond crazy. me. But how he and finds is, a way why to... Why was he still available all that time? That's what I'm saying. And how he, and Char, I'll tell you right now, Chargers fans are not excited whatsoever about losing him. They are mm, not thrilled. They are not that. happy. Um, Chargers fans found my TikTok. They all came and said, you got a dog. Take care of him. You know, we love him. And mm. we, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to have a linebacker that can play some football, Steven. Where are you at with this move? Yeah, obviously I wasn't like super familiar with the name, but I was most intrigued with the fact that like when when you search this guy, when you read up about him, everybody said, obviously he's very versatile. And like you said, he's a three down linebacker, which is huge. Something we haven't had. I feel like we've been playing all these guys that have really only one skill set, but we're asking them to do multiple things. You know what I mean? Um, but the, you know, when you search this guy up, he's great in pass coverage, which is something that I've just always wanted with our linebackers because it feels like teams always carve us up in the middle of the field in the passing game to the, you know, the tight ends, the slot receivers, even the running backs, right? Um, it's all of a sudden, it sort of feels like this free agency period was like pretty solid from Howie Roseman, right? Like, how do we feel? Like, he addressed a couple needs. Obviously, like this is this off season was always going to be about the draft. I'm not. I'm never going to not, you know, keep saying that. But that might change their draft approach. And honestly, like we all wanted a linebacker in the first round. Are they still going to do it? I don't know. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how he pairs alongside tj edwards like what happens is he the middle linebacker now does tj move over to one of the outside spots like what are we what are uh, we depends. doing here? if they're going to do three four like five two we have to see what kind of defense are they are going to play our guy at liberty line jack connell wrote a very good breakdown on how the eagles could look to use linebacker kaiser white in the defense he has a good few different schemes in there with his abilities and we'll be able to kind of get an idea so if uh well you can go check that out if you want a better feel of how kaiser white will fit into this defense with 144 tackles in 21. Their leading tackler over mm. there for the Chargers. He was arguably their third best defender behind Bosa and Derwin James. That's what Chargers fans are telling me. He was arguably the third best guy. A converted safety. Man. A converted safety. That's why he's good in coverage. He was he, he played mm. safety and made the switch to linebacker. He is a bit undersized, but in today's NFL, you have to chase these guys around. You got to be so a cover, a, man. And it's he, not a bad pass thing. the ball so much. No, and you know? can clearly tackle. We had 144 of them, and these aren't fake tackles that Alex Singleton had when he was getting yeah. tackled, fucking 15, 20 yards down the field, and just had to tackle somebody because he let them get that far downfield. These are real tackles behind the line of scrimmage at the line of scrimmage. This is a real uh, linebacker, and him p- paired up with. Uh, with a Hassan Reddick and paired up. I know they really, really like TJ Edwards. The Eagles are very high on him. Um, so we're going to see a, uh, a lot more of him now that Singleton is over in, uh, in Denver now. So we'll, so, uh, shaping up, it's just, it's just good to have an athletic agile linebacker that has sideline to sideline speed. And that can make some plays for this Eagles defense plays that we have not seen since like Jordan Hicks and D'Amico Ryan's. And that's, mm. it's, and go even further back, probably since Trotter. That's the last time we had some de- some some decent um, uh, linebackers in here. But to your point, Stephen, we'll get into the NFL annual meeting um, in a second. But you said that this free agency now is starting to feel like it, it makes a little bit more sense. Keep in mind that Howie and Larry are firm in the fact that they believe 
that their moves during last year's season factors into this offseason, re-signing Sweat and Goddard and Avante Maddox. They look at the entire landscape when they view this free agency period. So for the people that are upset, oh, we didn't get Allen Robinson or Christian Kirk or uh, Marcus Williams, you know, some of these high-profile guys that all of us wanted, um, Howie and all them look at the entire landscape and they view it as, oh, we signed a guy like Avante Maddox, we signed a top tight end, we signed a premier edge rusher, and we have these guys, you know, in conjoint with the guys they signed in free agency this year. So that's how they feel. Um, I would still like to get a linebacker in the first round. I'm not waving off that. I'm not getting mm. off this. I will never waver off the fact that I need Devin Lloyd or N'Kobe Dean in the Eagles uniform. If you can get one of those guys and get them in there with TJ and Kaiser White, holy hell, I am excited for this defense. Yeah, because when you look at, like, a part of me, I think they need to address the outside corner spot more now. That's more of a priority, but... That's very intriguing because when you look at the Bucks team, right, their their linebackers are insane, and they completely exposed the Eagles' offense in that playoff game. Like it just they were getting it just targeted by show. tight ends. Freaking Alex Singleton and Nate Gary were slaughtered by tight ends the last two years. Kittle, yeah, on the and, flip uh, side, and right, Higby right. and Higby, they were getting slaughtered by these by these tight ends. Um, was that the point you were making, or did I or did I miss that? No, no, no. I was saying <laughs> no. That's good. That's that's on the flip side. Like if you look at like it's two completely opposite sides of the uh, spectrum. I actually think I wrote an article uh, a few months ago, you know, breaking down the Eagles' biggest needs or something. One of those articles, and I compared how much money the Eagles invested in linebacker compared to the Bucks, and mm-hmm. the Bucks have probably the best linebacking core in the NFL, and the Eagles right. had the worst at the time. I, look, T.J. Edwards is awesome, but let's just let's just call it what it is. And you saw in that playoff game how just like that unit alone completely took our run game out of it. And Jalen Hurts was just like, you know, played one of his worst games of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, so. So linebackers are definitely a big deal. Jalen Hurts has certainly played. It, it's between that game and the Giants game as far as what the worst games of his career <laughs> in that season uh, would have been. But very excited about the linebackers. Hopefully they make some moves in the draft, shore up this defense, and we'll, we'll, we'll get it moving. Um, so the NFL, since we're on the topic now of Jalen Hurts, the NFL League annual meeting occurred this week in Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. Now that the dust has settled, now that Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson are in the AFC, now that Aaron Rodgers is staying put and some of these other things are going on, Howie Roseman and Jeff Lurie reaffirmed for the third time now this offseason. Remember, they did it at the end of the year. They did it mm-hmm. again at the press conference, and now they did it again here. Well, people like to take these comments. and Where I mean, they said you know, Jalen Hurts is our guy. They did the same thing with Carson. Is our guy. We never wavered off him. He's always been the guy. We're going to build this team around him, give him a chance. He made the playoffs. Let's see what he can do with another season. Now, whether Howie meant that from the very beginning, which is doubtful. I doubt he'd be <laughs> I doubt it because we know we all know that he checked in on, on Watson and Russell Wilson and tried to see what he could do. As he um, should. But as, as any team should. When the, when the top quarterback is available, you do what you can to get that man on your team, regardless of who the current quarterback is. And that's and unless you're Baker Mayfield, you don't cry about it. And Baker yeah. Mayfield might be on the team <laughs> next year. Yeah, that's Between crazy. him and Jimmy G. Especially after, yo. Him and Jimmy G might still be on the same teams when the year starts. That is ridiculous. Baker Mayfield Jimmy put G's, himself in. Jimmy G's more cut out for that. But really quickly, Dude, did you see? I just saw it for the first time this morning. Maybe I'm super late, but did you see that Deshaun Watson? Um, what was that like? An interview he had with that guy? The, that was uh, awful. The thing when he said like the team didn't know about the massages and all that stuff. I yeah, and that. about how yeah. basically like he had flew somebody out or vice yeah, versa, and yeah, he brought his own yeah, towel yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm then did you to... hear? And then did you see the uh, the Andrew Barry press conference? That dude was not prepared for that press conference whatsoever. They had asked him. Um, like, were you able to get in touch with the women or did your investigators get in touch with the women involved in the situation? Mm. And Andrew Barry is stuttering and sweating, his water bottle shaking. And he's like, we, our investigators got 
the appropriate uh, perspective on the situation and we feel good about it. And they were like, so did you talk to the victims? And they were like, we got a, we got a good perspective. And, then, and it's oh just, it is, it is not Watson pulled optics. a girlfriend card too. And it's like, oh. he almost like made matters worse because then the guy starts asking about like, was, no, you know, no. so-and-so okay with you coming then bringing your own towel. Dude, it was just, oh, I don't know. What a mess. Well, it's not our mess, thankfully. So, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, to the people that, that didn't want Watson, thankfully it's not our mess. I know there's a lot of you guys that were hoping um, that, that, that that would happen. But as far as the Eagles QB situation is concerned, the Eagles, uh, Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie say that Hurts is the guy, and we are going to build around him. They've said it now for the third time, and it seems like now as the dust settles, and I know they're still linked to Kenny Pickett and things like that, but it seems like now they actually mean it this third time. Steven, is it time to believe them at this point in the offseason? Well, that's why I made that that highlight video the other day. I'm, <laughs> I'm completely sold. And really quickly, I just want to address something like, I feel like from what I read from Eagles Twitter, because that's where I can see like the most like mass amount of like opinions of Eagles fans, everybody still seems so hung up over the fact that we didn't sign one of these free agent wide receivers or like, see, this, this goes to show that they don't believe in Jalen Hurts. And they tried, I'm here to though. tell you, they tried wrong. for Robinson and Christian Kirk. The they they tried. They, they as a matter of fact, I heard they were finalists for Robinson. They were finalists, and they offered Christian Kirk 13 million. And that, and Howie wasn't going. The thing about Howie that people have to realize, and fans alike, is that Howie sets a value on certain players heading into the offseason. Howie he Roseman, he looks at the players, he sets a value, and he won't overpay. He'd rather mm-hmm. let the market settle, and then he'll he'll find his his guys then. Right. But his his value for Christian Kirk was thirteen million dollars, and that's the appropriate value, in my opinion. You should if Christian Kirk was worth thirteen million dollars yeah. a year. Jags came. He was in. wide receiver three on the yes, Cardinals. Yes, and I know that you know Hopkins was hurt, and AJ Green wasn't the same AJ Green, and Kirk did carry that and they had Zach Ertz in that and they got Zach Ertz later in the season um but Howie was like I'm not going over 13 million Jacksonville came in offered him 18 million Howie set him out and he went to Jacksonville Mm -hmm. and then they tried for Allen Robinson he obviously opted to go play with Matthew Stafford and the defending Super Bowl champions it happens it's going to happen people want a chance to win and the Eagles aren't in their current state in a position to go after a ring in my opinion especially with all the holes we had people seem to ignore the defense how well, many holes are on well, the no, defense? people don't ignore the defense. People are thinking we have three first-round picks. We can use one of them to get upgrade the quarterback position and still fill in holes with the other picks is the way fans are thinking. Upgrade so that, the quarterback position. They, well, that's how they thought. That's how they thought prior to the to the Deshaun Watson thing and, every, oh. and or potentially drafting for a quarterback. They said we can use one of the picks or two of them, whatever the situation is, to upgrade. Not the to position. mention, we were finalists. Well, I don't know if that's the word, but the Calvin Ridley thing was like about yeah, to go. Well, they weren't finalists. They were the deal was done. Yeah. So like, <laughs> guys, guys, like, like, look, look, what are we talking about here? They don't, you know, they don't believe in Jalen Hurts. Like that would have given Jalen Hurts arguably two number one wide receivers in this offense. Exactly, exactly. And now it is reported that Jalen Hurts is taking the next steps to advance his game, wrote about yesterday on the LibertyLine.com. Now, there's obviously numerous facets of Hurts' game that need improvement. You can look at reading the defense, going through his progressions, as well as throwing with anticipation and getting the ball out on time. All these things we all know Jalen Hurts needs to work on. It's not rocket science. We all have eyes. We all can see it. But while the 23-year-old is still a work in progress, he still possesses the work ethic to succeed in the NFL, which is important. Sometimes the talent works hard. What is, what's the saying? Talent works for you 
or you i i forget the saying hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. yeah there you go you got it i didn't know yeah but it's also the accountability thing nobody knows and he knows it too it's not like jalen hurts what his weaknesses are he knows what the hell he has to work on nobody knows more than him exactly exactly and it appears that he's already taking the next steps to advance the son of a football coach he said it before this man jalen hurts is working with new throwing coaches in southern Mm. california new throwing new throwing new throwing coaches new and and if somebody had the audacity to respond to me and say is this going to be the new ben simmons gym videos i almost slapped this dude no he has a new throwing coach (laughs) already which by the way the previous well it was a qb coach that he had is in high regards he works with deshaun watson too by the way just saying just saying exactly at least it's this not is his brother. It's have, not a stepbrother or something like that. You can like have that. your opinions on Jalen Hurts, but one thing is for certain. He has the willingness to learn and develop as a passer. And I understand that willingness and ability are two different things. So we have to yep. hope that he you know, gets the ability later on. But the fact that he's accountable, knows what he has to work on, and is willing to do what is needed to become uh, you know, a, a longtime starter in this league is is very important. Now I know that people look at him and say you can work on it all day but you know you either have it or you don't. And I get that. Nah, that's bullshit. I'm not weak. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me why. Tell me. No, why. that's just bullshit because like you look at there's so many examples of that that just not being true. Like why do people like like this is the thing. People have become so lazy. I think that's the problem. Like we want results instantly. Like this stuff takes time. Russell Wilson wasn't a finished product. Dak Prescott certainly wasn't a finished product. He was a an early bloomer. Is that word? Is that the word? A late bloomer. But as oh, far early, as in the NFL you, though, you, oh, he you came mean, and just lit it up right away. Oh, though. you mean he peaked early? Is what you're saying? Yeah, like he peaked early. Like yeah. um. And people use these examples. I'm seeing this all over the place. They're like, "Oh man, Justin Herbert had an impact this fast." Patrick Patrick Mahomes, like. If every team could have those guys, they would. Josh Allen's another example. It took him a little bit. He went from like a 56 completion percentage, climbed up to like what 64, 65, maybe even I higher. I can't believe. Than that. I can't believe Larry had Lamar the Jackson. He Larry had the audacity to put Hertz and Josh Allen in the same breath at this meeting. Like he said, well, like Josh, terrible Allen, now. Josh Allen's trajectory and this and that. Listen, we're not. We're not, I'm not saying that Hurts like obviously won't be as good as Josh Allen one day, but they are not even the same like prototypical quarterback. They're not in the same stratosphere. Yeah, I, I, that comparison just irritates me. I don't know why people throw that out there. I get it because his production wasn't there at the beginning of the year, and then he blossomed late. Uh, but I I can't compare the two. They're two just two different two different guys, um um completely. But at least our quarterback is taking the next steps to try and get better. I'm a patient person. Which is why me I'm too. willing to wait and see how it works. I'm not. A, oh, we need a QB now. We need to figure this out now. We don't. Because if you put an elite quarterback, here's my question, Stephen. You get an elite quarterback in here. You traded for Russell, Deshaun, or whatever. On this current roster, as it stands, you trade for one of those guys. Is this team a Super Bowl contender? No, I've been saying. I've you been thought about that longer you, than you needed to. If, you if thought you about had that Russell way too Wilson, long. no. Listen, I've been saying this. If they, if this Eagles team had Russell Wilson in that playoff game against the Bucks, we still lose. Is it closer? Yeah, probably. Oh, we still we might lose. Be the, nah, we might win that game, honestly. Oh, I don't know yeah, about all that, won, We might have won that game. I think we were outmatched. I think we the Bucks were moving game. the ball like nothing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know there's not a lot of talk about Miles Sanders this uh, I haven't seen anything on Miles Sanders this offseason. And he's entering the final year of his oh, deal. He hasn't, earned his, he hasn't done enough to earn his <laughs> He extension. hasn't earned his keep. All right. That Miles he Sanders is, a, is another conversation. Hey, real quick, Jarvis Landry wants uh, a contract of, that would pay him $20 million a year. Are you paying him that? <laughs> Come on, guys. Fuck no. <laughs> the combination. Wait, wait, really quickly. Let's just look at what Howie did. And I'm not. I, you guys know me. I blasted Howie all last off season, and I still like. Like for me, at the end of the day, I need to see what he does with these first round picks, these ten draft picks total. 
But look at the combination of salaries invested in Reddick, re-signing Barnett, which I know we have our feelings about, and then signing the Chargers linebacker. Um, who else am I missing? Is that it? And we brought back like Greg Ward in that corner and like ah whatever the combination of those three guys. How much is that salary? There you go. Throw him in there. One and a half million dollars. Zach Pascal. Those four guys. Do the math for me. What is that? All right. So Hassan Reddick is fifteen million a year. Fifteen million. Okay. Kaiser White five million. It's twenty million. Okay. Derek Barnett five and a half million. Twenty five. So those have. three right and there Zach is right around how much Christian Kirk is making. How's that sound? <laughs> no, it is not. Christian Kirk is making eighteen million a year. I thought uh, close enough. I heard somewhere. He's <laughs> I, yeah, making... I see your point. I see your point. Wait, I doesn't it go point. up though in a couple of years or no? Uh, his cap hit is is wild. I have to. I have to yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about. I get it. I get it. So you got like, you, you got Bar- you got Barnett, Pascal, Kaiser, White, Barnett, Pascal, Kaiser, White. And uh, and uh, and uh, and Hassan Reddick, yes, for for good money, that's that's all right. But we definitely need another receiver. We talked all about that the uh, the uh, the last podcast. But I'm this certainly not paying Jarvis. Deep. This draft is deep, very deep at wide receiver very talent. Deep. But I'm not paying Jarvis twenty million a year. He switched I'm his not. agent and everything. He was. I said I'm not. I said I'm, I'm not, not paying him ten mil. How's that? I'll pay him eight. I'll give him eight mil. <laughs> I'll give him eight mil, ten, ten mil with incentives. I'll do that. I'll do that. He even switched his agent. He was with Clutch, and he switched his agent. Still trying mm. to get this new deal. Yeah, I don't want him. He's with Clutch. Julio, I'm good. Julio still I'm not good. signed. I know your boy OBJ. You 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 would cry if we signed him. Um, but he uh, he's still he's he's still out there too. So you talked about the draft real quick. This will be the last topic before before we wrap this up. This draft is super deep, and I have a new draft crush, a new standout, a new stud, a new person. I will be depressed about if we do not draft him. I made a real TikTok on him earlier. Steven's indifferent about this guy. Because I mean, there's there's good. Well, reasons. first of all, well, go ahead, keep going, keep going. No, go ahead. You want to interrupt? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you let the people know because they don't know who you're talking about. Go ahead. All right. So, all right, you'll make you'll make your point. So, my guy, North Dakota standout Christian Watson is. Well, he was overlooked at the time, but I think now he's starting to get some hype. Eagles wide receiver coach Aaron Moore had worked out with him at North Dakota State's pro day. Six four, two hundred eight pounds, had the sixth fastest forty time at four point. Three six a versatile weapon. He can be used as a deep threat in the short game. He locates the ball. He's smooth in his routes. He beats people with his speed. I don't see how this guy doesn't become a playmaker at the pro level. Now I get it. He was at North Dakota, and you're playing against probably people that will be at a desk at some point in the in the next phase of their lives. But the guy has all the tools to be a dynamic playmaker. Do you not want to touch Christian Watson at all? What's wrong with you? Well, first of all, what round? Where is this guy projected to go? Oh, uh, well, he's shooting up the boards. He was he was like late mid to late second. Now he's looking at late ah. first. Now he's now he's looking at late first, early second. I doubt he'll be ah, there at fifty one. Our our second round pick is fifty one, right? I doubt he's there. Really? I th- I doubt he's there. Ah, uh, I just want one of these upper echelon guys the combination i'm just gonna throw them out there now and i know we're gonna keep talking about this but the comment like a any one of these guys is for the eagles for me i would say is garrett wilson Mm -hmm. yeah oh now you're coming around the garrett wilson train you shit on me the other day for wanting garrett wilson it took me a little bit uh traylon burks yes sir um jameson williams See that my issue with Jameson is that he, him and Devontae, we talked about this yesterday. Him and Devontae are like the same person. He's more now. He's not. He's more explosive. Way more explosive than Devontae. Well, he's faster, obviously. Devontae's more skilled. (laughs) What's up? None. I'm letting you talk. Go ahead. Ah, I just, (laughs) I don't know. And again, this all depends on how the draft board falls. But 
so as far as Garrett Wilson guys, like he's got the size, like he he is truly an outside wide receiver. Let me put right? let me put this into perspective. So so Devontae is what? Six foot one eighty, right? Solid. Soaking wet. Six foot one eighty. Is that what he is? Sure. Sure. Jameson Williams, six two, one eighty nine. They are the same player. He's so, no, he's not, dude. They dude are the same he's player. so fast. But I he's get it. So I'll take another fast. I'll take another Bama receiver. I'm I have nothing against yes. taking another Bama receiver. He is literally like he's him. And but Devontae I would prefer more of a uh, more of a bigger body, which that's Garrett Wilson, exactly. by the way. Christian can, Watson, six four two oh eight, big body and fast as hell, bro. Get me that guy. Me with these Somebody schools, on Twitter man. was I, like, he's a DGB clone. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I be, I'll never make. I want a Bama receiver, maybe Ohio State. Although I don't like Chris Olave. I, yeah, I'm I not. Like I'm him. out. That's why I don't like. I'll tell you. That's right one now, thing we like do him. agree on. I'm not. I'm not about Chris Olave at all. At all. But hey, the Eagle Aaron Moorhead was there at the pro day. He likes Christian Watson. But did you hear Garrett Wilson? You heard what he said, right? Yeah. About the Eagles. Yeah, sign mm-hmm. me up. I read sign that at the end of the up. last podcast. I saw you that. did actually. You up. did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So hey, he was they. So one of these guys, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Christian Watson, they were at all their pro days. If it was up to me, I'm taking Big Body Burks in the first. If we don't take a receiver in the first and get all defense, give me Christian Watson in the second. Yeah. Wow, so you're Burke, you're Burks over Garrett Wilson now? No, I'm not actually. I like Wilson first, but you if we're talking strictly big body targets, I'll take I'll take Traylon Burks. See, I think Burks can play on the slot too though. Yeah, well he's well, you know, we we keep throwing Debo around, but he's he's he has that skill set to be able to uh to be able to be versatile around the field. But Christian Watson does as well. They can they, they both kind of got Garrett Wilson probably to. could too. But Garrett see, Wilson's only six foot one eighty eight. Dude, you were on the last pod, you were the one that just got done saying you're tired of these small guys. And now you want nah, Garrett Wilson. I, I, I was watching he I was just watching he plays big, great hands, body. He's the control, best he's the best jump. route runner in this class, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Smooth, like he just that's smooth. what I mean. I, I'm done with this whole like athleticism thing. I just love skill. I love football players. What do you mean you're done like, with the Devontae Smith thing? does not look like he doesn't look like a football player. You watch him on the field, that guy is a football player. He's an alpha, an alpha male. So that's my new draft crush, guys. Christian Watson, read up on him. Go on my TikTok slash IG reel. Go watch that breakdown because he is a menace on the field. And it's also because he did play for NDSU and he was a tier above all the other guys on the field. It was like MJ mm. playing against Fucking male men in the in the yeah. finals again. That's what it looked Carson like. Wentz, right? It looked like Michael Jordan during his prime playing against. Oh male come men. on, get that's the hell what out of here! Like. That's, what it, like like. that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. That's what I hate like. when people say that. <laughs> like, just say you didn't watch basketball. Just say you didn't watch it. Oh man, so. that that drives me nuts. I hate when people do that. You know, and, you know what's funny about oh, that though. See, now I got you started. No, no, no. Our kids are gonna say that about our athletes. They're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, Le- you know, they LeBron won't was dare. They won't mailman. dare say that about LeBron. They wouldn't dare say that about LeBron. You, this is just, in no, year this nineteen. Is human evolution. I will show them film from year Listen, nineteen. Year nineteen. It's human evolution. We're just better diet. I don't need. A, I, don't need a, I don't need a lesson on Darwinism right now, dude. I already took. If all that Michael shit Jordan, let me tell you something though. This is how he's the goat, in my opinion. Oh. And you, I'm gonna say this, and you're gonna get so pissed. You're gonna come up with every excuse possible. I'm already I'm pissed. Not saying this conversation's this. even happening. I'm, I'm not pissed. saying this to dismiss LeBron James. I'm just saying this to make dude, you understand the type you're of. Just a hater. T- I'm not a hater. I'm. You I'm, are. You're I'm, literally I'm a LeBron hater. You're not. I'm a truther. I'm putting this into perspective. If Michael Jordan came after LeBron James. Like, if Michael played in this era, I promise you he would do everything in his power. 
he was what six six and zero in the finals, two three Pete. So if he saw LeBron's resume, he's like, oh, I'm gonna play as long as I can. LeBron to, went to, to ten break. straight finals. LeBron went to ten straight finals. Whatever, that's fine and dandy. Jordan would it look is. at that and be like, all right, I'm going to fifteen straight finals. Could he do that though? Not against the Absolutely. Keys doing that, and he would get smacked by the Warriors just like LeBron did. I don't know about that. Look, human evolution. If Jordan played uh, in this era, just think, just think. Uh, Jordan Things were different back era. then. You this guy was playing era. games and throwing down a whole pizza. Jordan can't. Afterwards. Jordan can't. Sh- Jordan can't shoot good enough to play in this era. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Free throw percentage is almost ninety percent. One of the best right. mid range guys ever. I got it. I got You're not going to win this argument. It's not even. Ar- I don't even ever. know why this is happening. This is the Eagles show, guys. We're thinking. Any other any other football points we need to make before we wrap this up? Anything else? Um, I think we covered it. I think we covered uh, it. Nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing new. Oh, there is one thing though. Did you? I, I just wrote a report about the other receiver the Eagles were mulling over instead of Arthega Whiteside. Okay. Okay. In the 2019 up. draft, Harry Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie were debating between two receivers. Neither of them were DK Metcalf. One was Jay Jaw, and the other one was Paris Campbell on the Colts, who went two picks later, and he's had maybe three to 400 yards in his three years in the league. So they picked one ass guy over another ass guy, and DK mm. was never on the Raiders. So this whole speculation— And the Jalen Rager pick, by the way. That, that, had nothing, that has nothing to do with this scenario. But this whole speculation— Yes, it does. It has to do with the guy making the freaking picks. Well, yeah, evaluate but that, fucking but this, wide receiver but the thing is, is that they asked Jeffrey Lurie about his involvement, and he said, I'm not involved in anything. I wanted Paris Campbell. How he wanted Jay Jaw. I left the decision up to him, and now oh, we got Jay Jaw. no. That's what happened. That's the situation that happened. How and, do you look at that and be like, I don't want DK Metcalf? Well, well, I mean, for, for, to be fair, the Eagles weren't the only team that passed on DK. He had all these neck issues and the medicals and all that stuff. Seahawks took a took a risk and it paid off. To be fair, but but now all this speculation that fans like to throw out: we could have had DK, we could have had DK. Nope, you could have had Paris Campbell because he was the other guy they were gonna take. They can't afford to walk out of this draft without getting at least one productive wide receiver. Oh man, for the third consecutive year, we are looking to the draft for a receiver, guys. That's lock it in. And it's no, no, no. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I just okay. Okay. Every team is though. It's fine. There's like, three picks. If, we, if there was three, there's three picks, so I'm okay with it. If we only had one first round pick, I would not do that. But we have three, so it's fine. It's cool with me. I'm about it. Give me a linebacker. Give me a corner, and give me a receiver. Like I'm sitting here, I'm really content with this off season. But I like, and I probably nah, sound I'm like not. a Howie supporter. But what I'll tell you right you now, with the off What? Why the hell are you content with the off season? We've had some nice signings. We're mm-hmm. not going over the cap to do things like overreactionary moves or anything like that. We're staying mm-hmm. true to what we do. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, like, you can't afford, like, I'm, I will be, you can't afford to miss out on adding a legit wide receiver that can contribute in the draft. I'm t- they have That's to do it. They're going to take Christian Watson uh, from North Dakota State. He better pan Go out, Bison. whoever it is. Go Bison. Because Howie's track Bison. record is not good drafting wide receivers. Go like, Bison. Don't give me Devontae Smith. He would be so Bison. amazing. That's a Devontae. Yeah, Bison. You like the Bison. It's Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, Christian Watson. We got the elite Bison. Yeah, Trey Lance is um, Trey Lance. Trey Lance is so good that the Niners aren't sure if they want to commit to him. Just no, yet. it's because they all the QB needy teams have quarterbacks already, and Jimmy G's nah. like, "Fuck, man, I thought I was going." They to should at least just half keep of these him. Teams. The guy's been to how many? Jimmy NFC G's like, "Holy game. fuck, I thought I was going to go to half of these teams, and now nobody needs a fucking quarterback except who? Carolina, 
And uh, Niners and are a sleeper team though because like you saw how good they were with not Jimmy sleeper. Garoppolo. They went to the NFC Championship game, bro. That's what, but I'm saying like I don't think people realize like if Trey Lance is like anywhere near as good as what he's supposed to be, that team's gonna be dangerous. Yeah, dirty, filthy. Don't yeah, trade man. Debo Sam. Well, actually, trade Debo Sam. Debo, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, that team. That, they got they got a nice little offense. Elijah Mitchell was coming to his own. They got a nice little offense over there. But that about wraps up this episode of the Philly Pod, guys. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, anywhere else you get your shows. Leave those five-star reviews. Leave those ratings. Each and every one does help with the exposure of the show. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. I don't care if they don't listen to the Eagles. Make them leave reviews and show me the review. And I'll have a, yeah. I'll have a beard on broad shirt from James Harden. I don't even know if we're going to fucking broad this year, but I'll get you a shirt yeah. <laughs> and we can at least wear it. Not with Doc Rivers as coach. Yeah, not with fucking Doc Rivers. God, where's David Yeager? What's his name? The guy that was comp for two weeks or two days, Dan two Burke, games. Right? Yeah, Dan, Dan Burke. Burke. He was so yeah. lit for two or three games. God, if we had him, we would be the fucking untouchable one seed right now. Steven, where can the people find you? What you got cooking up in the coming days? Uh, Stephen Conrad Jr. on all social platforms, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, don't obviously, him check on, out. Don't follow, him on, don't follow him on TikTok because he just made do. a he made a fucking video about Chipotle. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I needed to stress how overrated Chipotle is. It is overrated. They They're building that. one right up the street from my house on Blackwood Clementon Road. They're building one literally across the street. And I, nobody asked for this. Nobody asked for this. Give me a Moe's. Wow. Give me Panchero's. Yep. Give me give me one of those. Somebody I, commented that on my TikTok, Panchero's. Dude, is Panchero's better. is so, so fucking good. Yeah. And Steven actually just wrote an article today about a potential draft target in the first round that Brian Baldinger thinks we are going after. So be sure to go check that out on thelibertyline.com. Follow me on all socials at the Check Philly out Pod. the Hertz video, too. The Hertz video, too. YouTube. Click the bell for notifications. Comment, like, all that fun stuff so you know all the next videos that are coming out. Until the next one, y'all. Peace out from the Philly Pod. <laughs>